When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV isn't a crime, even though we're so thankful that these reality stars like to commit crimes, I guess. Rebecca, how are you? I'm really good. We sure are thankful for that. And um, I'm going to see you in a week in real life, Melissa. I know. I'm kind of freaking out because (laughs) we've already established, isn't that a funny thing? Like I've already established that it's going to be weird. You know you're going to be weird. I know I'm going to be weird. I'm not saying that about you. You've already told me that. Yep. So it'll just like, I guess you just have to enjoy the weirdness. We see each other every week. Very regularly. Mm -hmm. We text every day. Mm -hmm. This should not be weird, but it's going to be. It's going to be, it's going to be weird. We don't have like a long shared history, like before the podcast. Right. So our whole world kind of exists in this realm. We don't have like a touchstone to another one. That's what I think is the thing. I think I might heighten the weirdness and maybe have my husband be in the car when I pick you up at the airport to film our, our meeting. No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to have to think about that off mic. That I'm meeting a husband too is a whole other no. thing. Okay. I'll just bring um, Sherlock. It's fine. I oh just, yeah, he, Sherlock. Then I can, I can pet put him. the GoPro on his collar or something. Please do that. I'm begging you to do that. Please. I just feel strongly that our um, first meeting in the car at LaGuardia Airport needs to be on film. And I don't know why. Um, oh, I, on film. I thought you said yeah. unfilmed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, I feel like it needs to be captured and sure. memorialized. But um, regardless of how it goes down, I'm very excited to bring you to New York and to like show you around. I'm so excited as well. I I I don't know. I'm ready to get the heck out of Florida. Um, yes. Very excited to go to New York. <laughs> excited to have a few days not tethered to a child in mm-hmm. the most loving way possible. I could not mean that more genuinely, but I, gosh, I can't wait. It's going to be so great. It is so important to miss your family, I think. For anyone who like lives with other people, it's like you can't always be with them. You have to sometimes like recalibrate, you know, get your oxygen mask on, if you will, and then miss yeah. them. So you can like yeah. be excited to go see them again. Very true. Very yeah. true. I am gonna miss my daily geography games with my son. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I might have to call in and FaceTime and do those. But that's yeah. perfect. And we'll do mm-hmm. some here in New York. I'll be like, we're walking north towards Sonia Morgan's townhouse. Perfect. He will be very impressed. Yes. Um. <laughs> my my sense of direction um, is limited to the borough of Manhattan because it's on a grid and it's very easy to understand north, east, south and west. Put me anywhere right. else in the world. I don't know which way is which, but um, I can tell you when we're in Manhattan. Perfect. I will definitely need help because I will not be able to tell anything. Just don't leave me anywhere. That's all I ask. Don't leave me. I don't know why that's now like a real fear I'm having, but I've watched a lot of shows. Just don't, don't leave I'm me I'm not going to abandon you in New York City. I don't know City. why. I'm, I will make sure I'm you are concerned. safe in your hotel. I will. We will attend venues anywhere we go. We're going to go together. We're going to leave together. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah, nothing's happening to you on my watch. Uh-uh. Okay. Thank you. I feel a lot better. My <laughs> okay, sickness good. just started rising up yeah, in me out I of nowhere. Yeah, I saw it. I felt it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. Okay. Hey, I just yeah. realized we're a six and a four together. Perfect 10. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten that a lot. Me combined with somebody else is a good thing. Me by myself, not as much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, Rebecca, would you like to talk about this week's episode, this week's show? Yeah, I I would. Story? I don't know. Story. There's the one I'm looking for. Thank you. 
So back in 2002, the world was really enthralled while watching a very unintelligible man and his family on MTV's The Osbournes. Were you an Osbournes watcher? I was. Yeah? But I didn't think that's where we were going right now. Okay. Yeah. Whether you loved Kelly, Jack, or Sharon, there was (laughs) something to the Osbourne family. And MTV had a breakout hit on their hands, right? Like, our parents really knew about Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, we did, but you know, it was not our generation's music, I would say. So it was all kind of new to us. We knew who he was, but... Anyway, that, that's kind of what it was. So MTV realizes, hey, this celebrity reality thing could really work. Yeah. So enter newlyweds, mm-hmm. Melissa Joan Hart and Mark Wilkerson. That was actually the original title. It was originally going to be about Melissa Joan Hart and her new husband, Mark Wilkerson. Oh, we dodged a bullet. And so did they because they've been married for 20 years now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's true. It would have been the kiss of death for them, but I don't think I would have wanted to watch her. It's so boring. There was, um, they did an ABC family, um, like wedding special in Italy, I think. And, uh, it was very boring. I didn't enjoy it at all, but she doesn't excite me at all. No, I don't even think she makes him that happy, but he's like in it to win it at this point. (laughs) He's resigned. Um, Yeah, basically. And so while they passed, because they were worried about how cameras would affect their lives, um, they ended up going to Papa Joe Simpson to see if there was someone in his circle. Mm -hmm. And no, it wasn't his photography client, Tom Sandoval. Oh my god! Remember that? No. You don't remember on uh, on Vanderpump Rules at one point, Tom Sandoval has a photographer come and you realize it's Joe Simpson. Oh, my gosh. I don't believe he's spoken it or anything. Oh, but like, my gosh. That right? show is a trove, like a treasure trove we keep going back for mm-hmm. and discovering yeah. new things, rediscovering. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to find a clip of that because it's That's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Tom Sandoval, but it was his daughter, Jessica, and her new husband, Nick Lachey. Yeah. Rebecca, 2003 was a much simpler time, probably for all of us, even for these new Lacheys. Both Nick and Jessica are celebrities in their own right at this point, but Nick is looking to launch a solo career at this time. And yeah. Jessica's always kind of the afterthought, right? Between behind Christina and Brittany, and then there's Jessica. She's really yeah. talented, but she's never getting the, she's not the star power that they have, right? Right. So Papa Joe's hope was much like what happened with the Osbournes. Having Jessica and Nick on this uh, show would really blow up their careers. They mm-hmm. would become, you know, household names, which is exactly yeah what ended up happening, right? So I could talk about newlyweds all day from the chicken of the sea to Jessica complaining about laundry to Nick complaining about Jessica. But today we're really here to talk crime and crime adjacent. And that's where Mr. Nicholas Scott Lachey comes into play. Whoa. Before we start, Rebecca, any ideas on what kind of crime Mr. Nick Lachey could be um, involved in? I really... I figured out that this was going to be about Nick Lachey and I, I, right. I really don't have any residual memories of anything connected to him in terms of a crime. I, I, I honestly, I'm at a loss. I don't know. Like, is he the perpetrator or a victim? Ooh. How about, can I get, yeah. Can I get a clue? Like, did he commit the crime or was it against him? He did. He's, he's the criminal in this story. Okay. Does he have a DUI? Nope. No DUI. Would you like to find out? Yeah, let's just just tell okay. me. Okay, but it's going to be like way at the end of the story that I. That's told. fine. So just Bring me there. Up. Take me there. Yeah, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Thank goodness. So Nick Lachey was born in Harlan, Kentucky, to his parents, Kathleen, Kathleen, and John, and he is the older brother of the second season Dancing with the Stars winner, Drew Lachey. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. So I know. At some point, Nick and his family moved to the Cincinnati area where he really still has ties there today. That's like Cincinnati, the sports teams, all that stuff he is involved in. He's really big into. Nick was always incredibly musical. Um, Nick and Drew both attended the School for Creative and Performing Arts in Cincinnati, which was actually one of the area's first magnet schools. 
And while they were there, they met a guy named Justin Jeffrey. Justin Jeffrey, do you remember the band 98 Degrees? They're going to come up again, of course. Of course. But do you remember 98 Degrees? Yeah. Do you remember the one guy that looked like, huh, how is he in this band? Yeah, I mean, aside from Nick Lachey, I felt like they all could fall in that category, but one in particular, yes. There was one. Poor guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> but when you looked at pictures of the band, you're like, yeah. huh, okay. Mm-hmm. One of these Good is not like you. the others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the six in the uh, thing, and he needed a four along with him. I get it. I've been there. It's, it's fine. <laughs> so after graduation, Justin and Nick, um, they sang in a barbershop quartet at Aww. Kings Island, which That's is like cute. the amusement park, I guess. Yeah. it's. I would love I mean, to see pictures of that. Yeah. Is it? Is it cute? It's Yeah. There's something quaint about it. Rebecca, if I'm walking around New York and I see a barbershop <laughs> quartet, just know I'm going to want to go to the other side of the street. You can yeah. leave me there. No, that's, that's, that's smart. Leave me. And don't give anyone a dollar. And if someone tries to hand you a CD, don't you dare put your hands on it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They just, they're still doing that. They just, they try to get you to take the CD. They're like, here, try my music. And you're like, what? And then they're like, $20. It's it's a whole thing. And then they won't take oh. the CD back. It's, yeah, don't, <gasps> don't take anything from anyone. Okay. 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 <laughs> Continue. Right. Sickness is bubbling even more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So during this same time, there's this guy named Jeff Timmons, and he decides that he wants to try his luck in L.A. So Jeff, I can't remember where he's from exactly, but basically his story was he was in college. He sang somewhere. Girls were like, oh, you're a good singer. And he was like, I'm going to L.A. And that's truly what he did. So while he's out there, he meets somebody that had actually attended Nick's high school, that performing arts school, and they connected him with Nick Lachey. Okay. So from there, Jeff talks to Nick. Nick flies out to LA to meet him and they hit it off. They get along really well and they decide, let's make a boy band. Mm -hmm. And who wouldn't? It was 1995. Like that's what to do, right? Wow. Was it 95? Wow. Okay. When they met and started their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, did you, when you think of the boy bands in this time, was there, what, what's your ranking? Uh, the people would like to know. (laughs) Okay. So, well, obviously the OG going back to the original new kids on the block, right? That's where it all started and kind of where it all ended for me, to be honest in that (gasps) next tier of adulthood or young adulthood or however old I was like young, young adult, old teenager, whatever. I mean, NSYNC one, number one, a hundred percent backstreet boys. Okay. And then I guess 98 Degrees. But I'm going to, and those are like the three like white guy boy bands. I'm going to tell you, loved boys to men. I don't know. I don't think they're considered a boy band in the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, I loved Belle Biv DeVoe. Like, so I also liked R&B boy bands. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, of the big three white dude singing guys, it was pretty much only NSYNC for me. Okay. Rebecca, you should have loved 98 Degrees because their whole thing was being an R&B group. That was like what mm. they wanted to be. I okay. know. Okay. We'll sure get Jan. into it in a minute. <laughs> sure, Jan, indeed. So Nick and this friend Justin he has from back in Cincinnati, they decide, hey, we're getting older. It's now or never if we want to be a part of the music industry. So there was this other guy that was supposed to be in the group originally. He left for religious purposes and... Nick ends up asking his brother Drew if he wants to join them. And that's really how 98 Degrees got started. And if you're like, why did they name themselves 98 Degrees? Rebecca, what do you think happened? Well, I was thinking about that. 98 Degrees is hot. (laughs) It's right not for your body temperature, but can continue. It's it's considered, I guess, normal for a body. I don't Mm -hmm. know how. I don't know. I don't know. No, that's that's basically it was like very it. warm, <laughs> hot adjacent. <laughs> Originally, they were going by just us, and Ooh. they were like, "We don't like that." And I guess they're who ends up becoming their manager, his girlfriend, who was hot. I don't know why that was part of it, but that was something that was said in one of these articles. Um, was like, "You guys should be 90 de- 98 degrees because that's hot." And okay, so, so okay, you were right. 
But when it comes to the body temperature, which people associate 98 degrees with, it's like, yeah. meh, you're, you're fine, like stasis. Right? Yeah. You're like, you're normal. You're average. Healthy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And That's funny. Uh, so, but that was why they did it because the music was supposed to be hot. And yeah. so now their name is hot, except yeah. it's not really. Love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Perfect. So during this time, the guys are doing basically anything they can to survive and try to make money uh, while they're pursuing their dreams of 98 degrees. They worked really hard to get in front of the right people. And while NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are basically Lou Pearlman's weird brainchild, mm-hmm. 98 degrees was put together organically. So if you consider having three quarters of the band, you know, together in high school and at a performing yeah. arts school organic, then yes, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> 50% allow it. of the band is related to each other. It's about as organic as you can get, really, right? Yeah. But also in a different way than boy bands, which they were very clear to talk about very early on in their career, is they wanted to write their own music. And mm. so they didn't dance and they wanted to write their own music. And they felt that what set them apart is that they were less interested in pop music and they were more interested in R&B and soul. Stop. <laughs> no, it's literally their whole thing. And guess who their favorite band was? Boys to Men, oh Rebecca. Oh my so, gosh. Oh my gosh. So I think you actually might have a thing for 98 Degrees. You and I just didn't know it. Is it not yeah. too late to like rediscover them and become a, their number one stand? They would love that. <laughs> So that's how they ended up, though, being backstage at this Boys to Men concert. They wanted to get their music out there. So that night backstage, there is a talent manager who hears them singing, not dancing, and uh, (laughs) he gets them a meeting with Motown Records. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's like R&B, right? Like, that's what it's known for. So Motown is interested, but they wanted to, quote, broaden their cultural experience, end quote, and have them move to Harlem before they recorded their album. That's a terrible idea. But the guys wanted to have more of a Manhattan vibe. Mm-hmm. So according yeah, to the I, article... <laughs> oh my gosh, this is perfect. So according to the article that I actually read, here's another quote of what they actually ended up doing. Quote, an eventual compromise landed the boys in Brooklyn, but singing in a Harlem church choir. What? I don't really. This is so embarrassing. This is like the, the, oh, this is like the veil lifting on the music industry and how embarrassing it is. Like, let's curate a completely inauthentic projection of, of something these boys from Kentucky do not have Uh and hope everyone and the American public will buy it. Yeah. It's so, so embarrassing. It's terrible. So they end up releasing their first album with Motown Records, and it's titled... I'm shocked. Well, actually, do you want to guess what it was titled? Um, I know some of their songs. I, I don't know. Something about you, I'm sure. I don't know. 98 Degrees. Sorry, oh, okay. that was kind of a trick. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the degrees. first single they had was called Invisible Man. Ooh. I don't know that song. Mm-mm. Do you? No. Okay. It eventually goes to number 12 on the charts and it goes gold, but really nothing else really came of this album. Okay. So eventually Motown's parent company, Universal Records, begins working with the band. And in 1998, a new album comes out called, want to guess this one? Uh, No. (laughs) 98 Degrees and Rising. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) They're like now really thinking, uh, we got to check the temperature, like- we've got to do something with this. I can't yeah. wait for the next one called like, we've got the flu. <laughs> right 98 degrees burning up. <laughs> 98 degrees. And I still have a cold compress on my head. <laughs> 98 degrees because the Advil's working. 98 degrees. Hell's inferno. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So this ends up being a, a more popular album for them. They end up selling over 5 million copies of this. Okay. And according to one of the guys, yeah, and I don't know which one. I just know it wasn't a Lachey. He said at one point, Rebecca, there were more than 265 98 Degrees clubs on Yahoo alone. (laughs) That's You didn't uh, even know you could be a part of one. Yeah, that's like 265 more clubs than I knew existed on Yahoo. (laughs) 
The fact that he was so specific with the number, 265, not over not, 250. Not hundreds, yeah. <laughs> not 298, 265. Um, they I were just tracking. I that little. They were tracking, mm-hmm. yeah. They were in or had created all of them, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's around this time that Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson meet. They actually shared a manager during this time. And while they're both known in the pop world, again, they're not Britney and Justin. Like they're just no. two pop singers that are dating, right? So after seeing each other at another event, they decide to go on a date and the rest is history. Well, that is until early 2001 when the couple decided to split Oh, 2001. That was a hard time for everyone, I guess. Yeah, it's true. But by September of that year, and by that I mean September 11th, Jessica saw the tragedy in New York unfolding and she realized she couldn't be without Nick for the rest of her life or until 2005, but tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> yeah, in that moment in time. That's, um, that is, that is very poor behavior. <laughs> That's always stuck with me that she was like 9-11 brought us back together because I don't feel like that's something our celebrities should be saying. It just takes the where were you on 9-11 story just like one degree, if you will, more um, like narcissistic. So by October 2002, the couple get married. They're in love. They can't wait to be married, which finally meant that the question Jessica, are you still a virgin? Would mm-hmm. stop being asked in every interview. So gross. Remember in two that like the early two thousands, that was always the question that they were asking was, literal teen superstars. Was the only question, and I mean, they did ask. I think they asked Justin Timberlake, but it was always the women they were like just hounding with that question. Disgusting. Are you saving yourself for marriage? But like so when you think back to it, it, it was like a teenage Britney Spears and stuff. Like. Why are adults asking I, about their sex life? This? Yes. It's not appropriate in any way. It's also not journalism. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. No. It is wild to look back on 20 years ago and how yeah. thankfully that's changed. Yeah. During this time, though, Nick has had success with 98 Degrees, but he's wanting to make it as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. And Jessica's wanting to jump from the third little pop girl after Britney and Christina to number one. And Papa Joe thinks this, that newlyweds is going to be the vehicle to get mm-hmm. them there. So Rebecca, let's jump ahead to 2003. Newlyweds was on our screens. What did you think of newlyweds? I know you had to have watched it. I did watch it. I don't yeah. know that I watched beyond season one. I, I don't know how many seasons it had. Yeah. I, I might've like tuned in a better. bit later, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was one of those things that like was ridiculous, but you couldn't really not watch like right? seeing a super young couple, pretty attractive, getting a big house and huge. I just remember kind of from that side of it being like, wow, they are really not living like me. Um, and yeah, they, they, I'm trying to think if I like remember them, if I would have called them winsome or not. Like I do remember feeling like Jessica had a lot more personality, whether you liked her or not, like right. she was dumb or not. If was she playing that up or not? I, I just kind of remember Nick Lachey being like a little bit of a wet rag, like such a dude, he, like not so like he didn't have a lot of star quality to me. No. And we've seen him more recently. And I would agree with you. That hasn't um, changed. Yeah, exactly. And so it could have just been a whatever kind of show. But this clip, this infamous scene is what really kind of put them on the map with the show. Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken by the sea. Why is it called chicken by the sea or in the sea? Chicken of the Sea is the brand. Oh. You know, because a lot of people eat tuna, it's like a lot of people eat chicken, so it's like the chicken of the sea. Okay, I understand that. I was, I read it wrong. Yeah, I remember that. Right? <laughs> it's one of those that became like a pop culture thing, right? Yeah, like people, of course. Still, if you talk about tuna, you'll hear, is this chicken or is this fish? It's just something that's like in our collective thoughts now, right? I just love that they would throw their clothes, like their dirty clothes, in the middle of this like beautiful (laughs) foyer and they would just like chunk them over. 
Yeah, it really is like kids playing house and like exactly. a house they were not prepared for. Like mm-hmm. show some respect for the mansion. I know. <laughs> And so Newlyweds was a quick hit. Mm -hmm. Shortly after it debuted, it was drawing in over 2.4 million viewers a week, which at the time was right up there with the first season of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which was a huge hit for Bravo. And thanks to Newlyweds, the show, the cliches were literally everywhere. Jessica's music became huge thanks to hits like, I wrote the words, fill in the blank, Rebecca. Do you remember any of Jessica Simpson's hits? The only one I remember is, I don't even know what it's called, With You? I don't know. Yep, I, I knew that With was nothing the one you were going to do. nothing but a t-shirt on. Yeah. 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 All and then I she's like of. very breathy in that song. Yeah. 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 And so with this newfound fame, though, comes more challenges. It seems as though Jessica's fame is rising. Nick's might not really be going anywhere. Yeah. Nick's sort of like Jessica's plus one to things at this point. But- not everything. They were still doing things together. And I cannot wait for you to take in this next clip that we all must have collectively blocked out because I don't even know how I found it. But this is from the Nick and Jessica Variety Hour that appeared on ABC. I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through to make those rainbows in my mind. When I think of you sometime, and I want to spend some time with you. Just the two of us, we can make it if we try. Just the two of us, just the two of us, uh huh. Just the two of us, building castles in the sky. Just the two of us, you and I. Why are you singing with a car? This is not just a car, Jess. This is Kit. Hello, Jessica. Thank you for having me on your variety special. I'm sorry, but this is ridiculous. Nick, get the car out of here. No, I invited him. He's our guest. He's not my guest. Maybe I should go. No, Kit, you did nothing wrong. Jessica just doesn't understand. Did you hear him break into some unidentified New York-ish accent? Yeah. What? Jessica? I don't know. What was that? That was... It's very upsetting. So embarrassing. Yeah. And so they did a lot of other things like singing with Miss Piggy and different things like that on there. I couldn't do that to our listeners, so I just had the one clip that is truly upsetting. And go ahead, Rebecca. Was she in costume or was that the actual haircut of that year? Um, I think she changed a lot during the okay. show. So I think it that looked, was like okay. very wiggish. That um, was all really too much for my eyes. It was. Years. And Rebecca, I don't know how to transition from that. So let's just take a quick break. Okay. Okay, Rebecca. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Before the break, we were discussing the newlyweds on the newlyweds and somehow Kit the car was involved. And after watching that, Rebecca, would you believe that just one year later, the two of these people would be separated? No, shock, shock and awe. (laughs) Before it was actually confirmed for months, there were these rumors that Jessica and Nick were separated. But it wasn't until November 23rd, 2005, one day before Thanksgiving, that the news dropped that Nick and Jessica were divorcing. Mm -hmm. Where were you on November 23rd, 2005? I had a, my third baby was like six months old. Mm. So not 
probably paying attention to that headline in particular. Um, but they kind of hated each other. But they very much hated each other. Even so in the variety hour, yeah. they seemed to hate each other. Yeah. yeah. Lots of contempt. I will say I myself was barely able to eat an entire can of uh, cranberry <laughs> sauce the next day as I knew love as I knew it was dead. Dead. So later, Jessica was asked how she knew her marriage was over. Mm. And she said she goes to this overseas event for Operation Smile. It was on their third anniversary. Nick was like, I don't want to go. And she was like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. If you don't want to be involved in these things, like I deserve better. Okay. When Nick was asked how he knew the marriage was over, he said it was when he was told it was over. So this happened after riding home in a limo after the 2005 American Music Awards. Jessica in the limo on the way home says, this isn't working for me. I want to get a divorce. He said, will you sleep on it? She did. She woke up and said, still want a divorce. And that's when they separated. And I did Google it, and the night of the awards was November 22nd. So luckily, the PR team was able to get a statement out and when they announced it, which I was surprised. I thought it was going to be something that was like a month before they were getting all their Mm -hmm. ducks in a row, but they were like, release this before Thanksgiving. We need to ruin some people's lives, (laughs) specifically Melissa's in Pensacola when she found out what was happening to her favorite couple. Devastating. It was devastating. I thought it was true love. I, I, uh, I yeah, don't know to I know. You. 2005 was a rough year for me. So Nick and Jessica divorce. Jessica said at one point that the most expensive business decision she ever made was getting married because the two of them did not sign a prenup. And Whoa. yeah, while Nick may have had more money when they got married, Jessica was the one making bad Earning. by the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, Rebecca, have you ever wondered who lives in the famous newlywed home now? I haven't, but I would love to know. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't say now. I'll tell you who bought it. I did okay. not go further with this. Okay. Yeah, so it was in? bought for $3.75 million by Justin Burfield. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. He was the uh, second son on the show Malcolm in the Middle. He played oh, Reese. sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's who bought it. Don't cool. know what happened after that. Yeah. What a legacy. I know. It would be kind of a cool thing to at least go into because it's just like one of those pop culture things you remember. I'd want to share an Instagram story or a TikTok from that foyer for like that Absolutely. circular. Yeah. I'd throw clothes down. I would oh, love for that. Sure. I would shoot my um, underwear to the camera like she did in the music video. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Yeah. What was that from? Or just in general, that was a lot of I think of it things. was from her music video. Of that song oh, that hers. we referenced earlier. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like in that video, it was maybe supposed to be her house. Maybe it was her house. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, that's what I would do. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> looked very adorable in that video. And it makes me sick. My Hot. husband, like every now and then he just gloms onto a weird singer. <laughs> like mm-hmm. He went through a Lana Del Rey phase. And sure. that song, he was pretty into Jessica Simpson at that moment. And yeah, can't blame him if you saw the video. My husband went through a Kelly Clarkson phase. And <gasps> so did mine. Really? Yeah, it's well, embarrassing. Well, I feel bad for Kelly Clarkson because of what I did. I found the worst picture I'd ever seen of her, <laughs> and I made it his screen background. Yes, good job. Good job. He was like, it. not when she looks like this. When she, I'm like, no. You got to love <laughs> Kelly at her best and her worst. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> so, Rebecca, what was next for Nick? Well, even though Jessica's solo career is red hot, Nick's not so much. He's no longer with the boys, with a Z, of 98 Degrees, um, but he is still working on his solo career. Ick. I mean, oh, tell Rebecca. me more. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, I told you I got stuck in a cycle of listening to a Nick Lachey song four times in a row. What I didn't tell you is it ended up being more like 10 And so the first single he releases off his album post-divorce was called What's Left of Me. And I'd like to know if you know the cameo. You may very well know this, but if you know who's in this video. No. Okay, I do know that song. Completely Uh forgot about it. Mm -hmm. 
um, a very, yeah, pensive Bambi-eyed Vanessa in that video. Yes. Did they meet on the set of that? Was she like... They didn't, but you know what I forgot to pull? I forgot to pull a clip from when Nick was on TRL, Vanessa was hosting, and she like says, Nick, do you want to introduce the next one? And he's like, the next song is by the most beautiful woman in the world, Jessica Simpson. I mean, that was, you know, obviously it was a different time, but it yeah. is kind of a hilarious clip. Sorry That's for part of their that. story now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So she was in the video. From there, they date and the rest is history. Um, at this time, like I said, Vanessa is a VJ on MTV and she hasn't yet terrorized with her. Aha! Oh. From Love is Blind just yet. I that will be something that sticks with me for the rest of my life. I, yeah. I and if you'd cannot. asked me if the story was about her and you'd said, what crime do you think she committed? I would have said like that moment. I know. Hosting Love is Blind in general. Mm -hmm. I know. Right, one. So Nick and I put Nick and Lachey, Nick and Vanessa meet, fall in love, get married, but not before Nick dated a few of Hollywood's hotties, including sure. Kristen Calavera. Calavari? Am I saying that right? I always say her name wrong. Kristen Cavallari. Cavallari. Cav okay. I think the V is first. Yeah. Rebecca's going to have that one. And then he even dated a real housewife of OC. Do you know who this was? He dated her before and after he was with Jessica. Whoa. Um, yeah. Was, was Gretchen ever single? I mean, probably for a day at some point. But it wasn't but her? Mm -mm, it wasn't her. Uh, no, who? Think bathing suits. Do you remember one that had oh, a bathing yeah, suit Oh, yeah, the bathing line? suit designer. I don't remember her name. Oh. Lizzie? Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Lizzie yeah, yeah. Rovsek. She had kids, right? And she had she a bathing did. suit business. She was divorced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I think they're divorced now. Like there was some major custody issues with those mm. two about like religion and all kinds of stuff. It was okay. interesting. And I did look for a best of compilation of Lizzie and I got file not found. So there's mm. literally okay. nothing. I, I couldn't find anything. So either way, things don't work out with Lizzie, but they do work out with Vanessa, who is friends with someone named Lindsay, Lohan that is, mm -hmm. and even had a very controversial photo taken that still shows up on the internet from time to time. Yeah. Are they looking a knife or something? This is the one. Yeah. I remember this very well. Right? It is uh, Lindsay's licking a knife. <sighs> At one point, she's smoking and has a knife at Vanessa's neck. Mm -hmm. Then there's one where Vanessa's like pulling her top to like look at her chest. I don't know. But anyway, not well, a good on drugs. I think we can. I think that's the only thing that we can be certain of happening in this. I'm going to say allegedly, but yes, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so Oof. this photo is taken in June of 2006, but it comes out one year later in June of 2007. And Vanessa had this quote to say about it. She said, quote, when a photo like that gets more press than you do, it's sad. Which is sort of a weird thing to say. Like, yeah, it's what, just what is bad, she... Vanessa. Just right. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, wonder what that means. Like, go deep. Look in. Yeah. Th let's think about this a little <laughs> bit more. So to her credit, though, she does say, yes, of course, it was bad judgment. I am embarrassed. So I'll yeah. give her that. Okay. Back to Nick and Vanessa. They actually end up getting engaged the same month Jessica and her future husband get, uh, get engaged. What's his name? Tony? Something Johnson. Tony? Eric Johnson. Oh. She dated Tony Romo, though. Oh, they didn't get married. Right. Tony Romo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Eric Johnson. And they both have three kids with their respective partners. Except Vanessa right. wants a fourth one or like to steal a baby from Love is Blind. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, or to keep her asking. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> So Nick and Vanessa end up getting married on a tropical island in front of 35 friends and family who nice. were literally given an invitation in the form of a plane ticket and were told to dress island chic and they go to some island. So this is me personally. Never do that to me. I don't I need I need every detail. You got to tell me where you're bringing me. You can't just put me on a plane and hope it's very for the best. presumptuous too that people can just drop what they're doing and like show up. It's Vanessa, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's Nick Lachey, obviously. So after the wedding, Nick stays busy. He appears on shows like Stars Earn Stripes. Never heard of it. Never watched it. And he even hosted the show, The Sing-Off, for four seasons. Do you remember The Sing-Off? No. So it was an acapella group show competition. Hmm. 
Actually, I, watch I would the first get nerdy season. and watch that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I <would> totally <laughs> watch that. It was really interesting, actually. And my note says I watched the entire first season, but I don't remember a moment of it, and that is true. Nick also made a guest appearance on One Tree Hill, which was so good that it was later a featured clip on The Soup. And Rebecca, I'd love for you to take a look. Yes, please. Bigger fan of The Soup than I am One Tree Hill, I'll tell you that one. Yeah. <laughs> they went ahead and brought on Nick Lachey. Not fair, CW. In any event, this dream come true led to this totally natural moment, which inspired our new segment, Stay Out of It, Nick Lachey. Why don't you tell me you lost your virginity to Brooke Davis? Nice. Peyton told me, but it should have been you. The losing virginity topic really isn't something a guy likes to bring up to his girl or himself. But then again, your premier star, Brooke Davis. Stay out of it, Nick Lachey. I'm, I'm confused. Is it Joey Fatone? Uh, believe it or not, that wasn't all the screen time Nick Lachey got, which leads to our new segment, Who Sings Like That? Such a great clip, right? Oh my gosh, that was rough. That was rough to watch. I mean, what was worse? His concert of him smiling, winking at the one person that's sitting there who did not ask for it. Um, yes. Or that. his acting <laughs> skills the former for sure okay. oh my gosh okay Rebecca I'm at 11 pages in my notes and I still haven't mentioned crime although there are some things that are kind of criminal if you ask me um absolutely yeah and nothing really controversial except my love of that Nick Lachey song so let's get into the actual criminality of it all question has anything you've shared so far indicated or been like a foreshadowing of the crime mm -mm. okay cannot wait to hear this so before nick Lachey became a singer he was studying sports medicine in college all mm. that to say he's like a huge sports fanatic he was watching sports okay. while he was married with jessica all of that stuff right well back in 2012 he attends a game of the chargers versus the cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, Bengals. Bengals. Everything seemed to really be going fine until the third quarter. And that's when Nick gets into a yelling match with the Chargers fan. So according to TMZ, there's this guy in a jersey. It's wearing one of the former players of the Chargers. And I couldn't tell you his name, but I can say with absolute certainty, anyone that listens to our podcast does not know the name of this dude, so it doesn't <laughs> yes. matter. Perfect. We love our so people. I, exactly. So I guess the other, um, they were kind of like roasting each other back and forth a little mm -hmm. bit or, you know, joking about each other's teams. I don't know how serious everyone was being, but at some point it took a turn. And Nick makes a comment about this player that the guy's wearing the Chargers jersey of. And mm -hmm. his wife says, well, Nick, he lasted longer than your boy band. So it was something about lasting in the league or something. Sure. Burn. Yeah. After that, it was said that he called the wife an effing B and other profanities. I would show you the clip, but it was recorded on a Nokia flip phone and <laughs> it's kind of pointless. <laughs> you can't see really anything. But security comes, kicks Nick out, and the Chargers fan actually was allowed to stay. So clearly Nick seemed to be in the wrong here. Um, but he talked to them outside. The police weren't involved. Um, but Nick takes to Twitter to say, just got kicked out of the Charger Stadium and couldn't be prouder. Go since go since Bengals. So, okay, congratulations. Okay. He's feeling yeah like a man. Okay. Yeah. Later, he mentions the altercation and again goes to Twitter and says, "quote I simply don't appreciate someone turning around and putting their finger in my face. Call me crazy, but that deserved a reaction." End quote. So. Rebecca, sure, he gets kicked out of a stadium, but that's not really a crime, right? Yeah. It's just a <laughs> douchebag thing to do. Yeah. I mean, all of us douchebags have done yeah. it. Right. Let's get into the real crime. So back in March of 2022, a thing that I forgot happened until recently, 
What? Nick? Is this recent? Very recent. Wait until you hear. Wait until you see, because I have a clip. <gasps> Nick, Vanessa, and another friend are all going out to dinner together in Hollywood. And Nick is being filmed by a paparazzi when this clip is filmed. And Rebecca, I'm going to let you watch it, and then you can kind of explain to the listeners what you see. Why are you so mad for? Golly, I'm a girl. I'm just a is photographer. Is still a thing? Yeah. Why are you so rude? Is hitting the window? But why are you hitting the window? Get the <laughs> Why are you being so mean? Because huh? why are you used taking to be pictures a cool of people on the street? I'm a photographer. I'm looking for celebrities. I thought you were a celebrity. So you found some. I think you're drunk. We're I here. can smell your alcohol. Here. But why are you being so mean? That was upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, like in the first angle, there's a car parked on the side of a road, maybe like in LA or Hollywood. And you see Nick Lachey approaching the car into the open window and like, he like goes in a little bit and like swats around and then comes out and then you see him stick his tongue out, like make a crazy face. Yeah. But then we see it from the other angle from inside the car. So it's a paparazzi person in the car taking photos of presumably him and Vanessa, Vanessa and whoever they're with. And then her saying, well, why are you coming in here? Like, I'm a girl, I'm a photographer. Like, I guess saying I'm a girl, cause like, don't like hit, hit me, me or fight mm-hmm. me. Cause he looks like he wants to fight. Yeah. But he kind of also has like a manic Smile, smile like mm-hmm. yeah so it's just freaky and he's like it's paparazzi he's kind of being an a-hole like he's like oh, is paparazzi 100%. still a thing um and she's like i'm just looking for pictures of celebrities and he's like well he found him and then he makes that crazy face and he kind of swats yeah. her phone and then he like walks away right it's really gross yeah so here is one more clip <laughs> it's really gross this i don't is remember like- this happening last year i don't remember yeah. hearing this I think his people did a good job um, hiding this. So this is a clip that's kind of after the dinner. Okay. Why are you swinging at girls, bro? Why are you? So a little douchey. Afterwards, another paparazzi guy is like, why are you swinging at girls? Mm -hmm. And he He gives them off. Yeah. Yeah, Nick does. Yeah. mm -hmm. So it was, it was shocking because you kind of, he seems like a jerk, but he doesn't. Yeah, I didn't necessarily get that he's an aggressive jerk, but clearly he was. Like that was like an intimidation thing to do to that lady. I did not like Definitely. that at all. Mm-hmm. It it looks like like there's rage in him that could come out like that nobody saw coming. Like it's weird. It's unexpected. Very much so. I agree with you. So after this incident, the photographer calls the police. Nick once again, goes to Twitter and said that he, quote, clearly overreacted. I've been in this game long enough to know that their antics are sadly part of the deal. Stupid of me. Done. Which is a cool thing to say when you are the one that just wants the situation to be done. um, Yeah. To just be like, okay, I'm over it. But thanks to the persistence of Jody, who was the photographer in the video, um, She continues pushing the Beverly Hills Police Department to take some sort of action. And finally, Nick is given the option to participate in anger management classes and attend AA meetings in like a reasonable amount of time. So if he completed those, he wouldn't be charged. But if not, he could be charged with uh, misdemeanor and battery charges. So it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like he has finished those classes and, and no charges ended up coming to be, but it's criminality enough. But Rebecca, lastly, the biggest crime Nick Lachey has been a part of is a crime of which we have never seen the likes of. And that crime, Rebecca, was fire festivaling all of us into arranging our Sunday nights around a live reunion that was taped, yet somehow not edited. And for that, there is no punishment that is great enough. Lock them up, throw away the key. (laughs) And Nick Lachey should pay for all our Netflix subscriptions for life. There's the punishment. Absolutely. There is just justice, justice for all of us. So yeah, that's Nick Lachey and his crimes, some of which are worse than others, like the last one. (laughs) A hundred percent. That is really interesting. And I, the paparazzi thing is always, it depends on like the story and the person involved, how sympathetic I get towards people, because I do think being followed around that way must be the absolute worst. And everyone has a breaking point. However, in the case of Nick and Vanessa Lachey, I just can't help but feel like 
there'd be a little more gratitude. <laughs> like, right. Wow, like, people still care about getting I a know. picture of us going to dinner. Um, Cause I don't think that's a given. So maybe he should just simmer down and obviously not approach the window and get in the face of man or woman, you know, yeah. just, that's just absolutely uncalled for. But I do find like the paparazzi thing problematic. Um, sure. But I find 98 degrees and Nick Lachey's hosting skills more problematic. So that's there why I stand go. on those issues. Hey, I mean, those are the real issues we have here. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Sorry. It took a while to get to the crime, but it's the only way I could talk about uh, Nick. There's just so much to him that we forget or choose to forget about. He's really the epitome of like that early 2000s, like, I don't know what tier would you put him on? Like he was never a top tier celebrity, no. but he was like very well known. Mm-hmm. He's very He's, Carson Daly to me. Like, yeah, I just can't, like, I don't find anything about him charismatic. Even his singing, like he can sing, but I don't find his voice quality, you, you know, unique or captivating like him. I just, I don't know. I, he okay. just is like a bro to me. But did you not hear the, uh, I did that. I I appreciated that. (laughs) I I will say that song is strong and stronger than previous. So he was really singing from some real pain, I think. Absolutely. Um, So I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And to me, Nick Lachey is like the embodiment of like human frosted tips. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's that time period and everything. Like that's just what he is. Like he looks like he's wearing Ed Hardy even when he's not. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. should be is how yeah. I feel. So yeah, yeah. that's a really good, he's a walking frosted tip. I think is the, that's, that's yes. Good job. Well, that's really good. Oh, good. So Rebecca, I would love to know what it is you've been watching this week. Are you sure? I think so. <laughs> okay. You asked. So yes. Killed messenger. Um, it's been a unique week sure. and I'm just going to get right to it and not give a little backstory as to why this is what I watched, but this is mm-hmm. what I watched. Okay. We've got Netflix. Okay. Money. Wealth. Wait, money doc- and wealth? It's, yeah, because I didn't know what else to say. It's a reality okay. show. It's a a new, like, not a docu-series, but like a reality show. I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's not like a scripted show. Okay. Unscripted. Netflix, money, wealth. I don't have any idea. I hate the title. It's called How to Get Rich, which terrible title. And I really, it doesn't do the show justice, um, okay. but it is a show where this financial advisor, expert, author, podcaster guy, Ramit, works with different families with different financial struggles and helps them get on a path forward financially. Oh, um, I am allergic to like financial gurus and people who claim to have the answers on things like this. I find them just, just condescending. And I think they mislead people. I think they make people feel bad. However, sometimes they have wisdom. Sometimes they do know things and, you know, we've got our third kid going to college and I'm just in this like financial crossroads. So I was curious, like what some of the things he would say would be, and it's shot by Netflix. So it's got that like selling sunset, Right. energy. It's beautiful to watch. He works with a huge cross section of people from, you know, a young first generation American couple who own properties, but want to retire a parent who, mm-hmm. you know, isn't from this country to uh, a drag performer who works, his income is all tips, you know, and then like everyone in between. So it's sure. like not your average, like same old, same old stories you've heard. Right, right. So he gets very specific and unique to people's situations. He goes to all different cities across the country. So you see, you know, just cost of living in different places. And um, I find him really uh, smart and he's really kind. And he he really does communicate about money in a way that I haven't heard other people talk about. And so I don't like that they call it how to get rich because that's not, he talks about your rich life and how your rich life is like, your best life, like what you value. And he's like, you should spend unapologetically and extravagantly on the things you love. And Mm. you should be so frugal and so um, like the opposite of that 
mm-hmm. with everything else. So you like tighten, tighten, tighten up so that the thing that makes you feel like you're living your best rich life, right. you can do without guilt and you can do without accruing debt. Oh, that's great. And if it's going out and eating all the time, then that's your thing. You just mm-hmm. have to like accept it and not hide from it. And then you have to like pull it in in every other place. So I don't know. I find him to be like, he gets to some real breakthroughs with people. And uh, now I'm listening to his podcast and I, maybe I'm in a money cult. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'll just be getting richer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm into it. I saw a TikTok on this guy. I'm assuming yeah. it's this guy. Cause I've yeah. never seen him. And he was talking to this guy who was like, when I got my Sally Mae student loans, I never planned on paying it back. Is that yes. somebody on there? Yeah, okay. that's Frank. And Frank, okay. that's a perfect person to bring up, is on the show. And he was a winner of The Circle, the oh, reality show The Circle. So okay. he got this windfall of money. But he also was, he's a school therapist. So he had a very good salary. He was an influencer after The Circle because he could be because of sure. the notoriety. Of and then he got this huge $150,000 windfall. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot for anyone. Like we talk about that here all the time. So he's yeah. been helping him figure out what to do with this influx of cash. But he also has like $300,000 in yes. student debts. Mm-hmm. And Ramit talks about um, what happens if you don't pay your student loans. And this was, this was very timely because my youngest is making decisions about college. Right. And one of his big fears is student loans because we've told him this is what we can afford. This is what the colleges gave him in scholarships. And then there's like a pretty hefty sum. Yeah. Um, so he had to decide if he wanted to take that out on loans or not. And um, anyway, I wish I'd seen a show like this 20 years ago. I feel like I'm just living in mistakes of my past. So I'm trying to just be mature and think about our financial future. What podcasts are people listening to? I need to stop. This is not what people came here for. No, but I enjoy but, it. I think it's something that everyone can relate to for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to make uh, my husband, you know, he was away on business this week and when he gets home, I want to watch this with him. And I'm, I, I think my kids should watch it because he's, again, he's very engaging. He's very cool. He, he works with young people. He, one of the women he works with is like in her twenties. She's an influencer and a former gymnast. And like, oh, yeah. I, it's really, really good. It's really good. Okay. So yeah. That actually sounds watching. really good. When I, I think I even saw that clip today. So when you yeah. started talking about it, I was like, I know who you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, what is this? I didn't know what it was from. It was interesting. And the guy was really nice. I thought that was talking so to him. warm. Yeah. As opposed to some, there's one guy on TikTok that will ask. I, I just remember seeing this very specific one where he was like, um, you know, why, why do you have three car payments? He's like, Oh, I bought my sister a car. And he's like, you can't afford her car because you got it. And why would you do that? And you have to stop paying it and all this stuff. And I got so anxious for the guy. Cause I'm thinking, well, if that was a deal he had with his sister, how was he going to do that with her? But the guy was very much like, you just have to stop doing it. I hate that. Yeah. It was just like, that's not really going to help you where you are. Like, it's like, this is my situation. Right. I need to get out of it. But right. like, my option isn't to just default on these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's all about tactic and how you communicate. And I love that you saw the clip with that guy because Frank was like one of the really more entertaining Mm -hmm. people on the show. And he was like, so his big thing is brunch. He got rich. He treats his friends to brunch every Saturday, like boozy four hour brunches that cost him hundreds and hundreds of dollars every week. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about like, is that really your rich life? Like, if it is, that's great. It's so generous. It brings your friends and family together. Or do you feel like you're just doing this? Anyway, he gets into the psychology of it, but Frank says, brunch is an Olympic sport and I am a gold champion. And I'm like, that is so cute. And like words to live by, unless they're not. But um, yeah, it's it's super entertaining and very educational. I'm learning a lot. So that's cool. Yeah. What are you watching? Would you like to learn nothing? Um, Because I've got the show for you. It's called balance. So next week, I don't need to learn anything because I've learned so much this week. There you go. (laughs) So I've got three clues. I'm pretty sure I haven't done this one yet. If I have, I'm sorry. The first uh, thing is TLC, of course, because I'm a garbage person. Your favorite. Mm -hmm. Second is partners. Third is women. Women partners on TLC. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is the smash hit. And by that, I mean, I don't think anyone's really watching it. <laughs> Seeking brother husband. Oh, oh. Have I said this we, before? Mm, I don't think as clues. I feel like we've just discussed it like 
on the periphery of the, I don't even know if it was online. If I have done this before, please don't take this as me giving a serious recommendation. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> is it? It is. It's very, um, basically you find out as it goes on. So, so it's like the, as opposed to like seeking sister wives, this is where the yeah. female has multiple partners and sometimes right. they all live together, whatever. It's them balancing, looking for a new partner. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but basically you kind of find out that all of them are really in like polyamorous situations, but the way it's edited is like the, it's just the woman in these situations. In a lot of the cases, like one of the couples even had a podcast on polyamory. So it's like, is he really struggling to get this new brother husband or does he already have a girlfriend? Like it it doesn't make a lot of, so it feels very fraud, fraud fraud-y. Yeah, like they wanted to make this equal opportunity counterpart, but it's not apples to apples. Exactly. So there's no one like super intriguing except this one lady, I think, didn't bother to remember her name because this is such a like, I have it on in the background. I'm like, oh, there's a new one. I'll watch it while I'm folding laundry. But one, she looks like the most like she grew up in a conservative home. Her style says, I'm still there, guys. I just have a different (laughs) lifestyle now. Wow. She is what I fear my bangs do. It's just very hard into the side when I have bangs. (laughs) And you can just picture it. She should be a dugger. And she has a husband who is like the biggest hippie I've ever seen. And then they. she also has this partner who I actually like. But he's having a hard time with her taking on new partners. And so she he's fine with the husband, but he's like, I don't want you to have any more. But of course, she keeps dating these men. And she's like, don't be jealous. Hey, you, how's it going? Like, it's just a lot. And um, yeah, as a female in a relationship, like, I don't want two husbands. Like, no, thanks. Phoning it in with the first one. I don't need another <laughs> one. What is he going to do for me? Um it just seems like a headache. And so I can't really relate to it, I think, more so. Yeah. When you talk sister wives, I'm like, you're going to share the workload me with up. me? Absolutely. Right. I don't right. care what you do with him. Go ahead. Then I don't have right. to. But right. this is a little different. I am I would have to be way too involved. And I'm, I'm out. I don't want to do that. So it's not as interesting to me, I think, really because of that. I, I cannot relate. Yeah. Conceptually, it's just, it's like a, it's like a no from the get go. So it changes the Mm buy-in. I'm a little bit interested because I would want to hear what the women are saying about why this is appealing to them. It seems like mostly it's attention. Uh Um, They want attention. They like the newness of a relationship. Like I understand. I get that part. Right. That's probably the only part I get. Yeah. But like, having to deal with a man and attention. I want to be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I get the excitement of a new relationship. That's the part that I get. Sure. Let's get two years in. I'm over it. I mean, I'm I'm here for the long haul, but like I I can't do this. Yeah. Also, it's my husband's birthday. So this is a really sweet (laughs) sweet thing for me to say. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. That's all. Same. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'll watch that just because I, I do want to know a little more about their It's thinking. super fabricated, I will tell you. Like as opposed oh. to really any of the shows in this world, I feel That's like theirs is the most. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Okay. But so it is what it is. It's good background noise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were on opposite ends of the spectrum on our shows this week for sure. We were. But Rebecca, what I really care about. Mm. And what I can't wait for, since it means I don't have to do anything. Um, What are you preparing for our next episode? I just realized my clues are all M's and so were yours last time. And I didn't plan that. Alliteration. Sometimes it just works out. Yeah. Okay. So for next story, we've got Mansion, Maserati, and Miami. Ooh, I hope it's a real housewives of Miami. That's what I need to be watching. It, so I'm I can't I'm answer the first, but I can say you do need to be watching yeah. Miami and maybe you should. We'll leave it at that. Okay. That's a good <laughs> idea. Okay. I will I will do that because I don't know anything about Miami. Um oh I'm excited so good. though. So good. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. It's like a very it, I've just begun and it's dramatic. Yes. So it'll be fun. Oh good. I'm excited. And can't wait to see you in a week. I'll see you at LaGuardia Airport literally in a week. I know. From right now. Well, not from when people are hearing this, but from when we're recording it. I know. We're so excited. We're going to see Watch What Crappens on Thursday night in no, NYC. The, the town hall. Yep. 
Yep, it's I'm gonna be so good. excited. Yes, this will be my first Crappens show, and uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I've been once before, and um, it's so much fun. And I know they're yeah. gonna kill it. And they usually have a surprise housewife or Bravo personality, especially when it's in New York. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy, so I'm sure we'll get to see someone. So we'll report back. We'll tell you everything, and we'll post probably a little more than we usually do next week because we'll be together. So we'll we'll give you Absolutely. that content we know you're dying for, which is our faces. Oh, <laughs> it's my least favorite thing to do, but yes fine whatever <laughs> all right well you can find rebecca at rebeccasebastian.com where you can find all kinds of information things that she's been doing things she's up to things she may be planning or just like bookmark it so when she does update it then there will be those things there right it's a perfect idea and you can find melissa every tuesday on her other podcast moms and mysteries and drop us an email criminality show at gmail.com leave a review if you're enjoying this show we so appreciate those thank you to everybody who has and we'll see you in just a couple weeks have a great two weeks bye bye